You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's episode, the White Sox add a premier pitcher, and offseason movement starts to pick up. Plus, we'll remember an all-time great. And we'll start with the blockbuster trade that kind of reveals the split between the precious few major league teams that are trying to win and those that aren't quite prepared for that right now. Chicago White Sox, recognizing that they're in a window to win right now, acquired workhorse starting pitcher Lance Lynn from the Texas Rangers in exchange for right-handed pitcher Dane Dunning and left-handed pitching prospect Avery Weems. Lynn is a beast. Since 2012, he ranks 15th among pitchers, 1,392 innings pitched. All this, and he missed the entire 2016 season recovering from Tommy John surgery. In the four seasons since he had surgery, Lynn has a 3.82 ERA and 1.28 whip with 9.2 strikeouts per nine. Respectable mid-rotation numbers, but he had a stretch with Minnesota in 2018 that really inflates those numbers. Since 2019, he's pitched 292 in the third innings, the most in baseball, with a 3.57 ERA and 1.17 whip, along with 10.3 strikeouts per nine. So Lynn is as effective as he's ever been, even though he's now 33 years old. This is a really good get for the White Sox, as he will combine with Lucas Giolito to give Chicago a strong 1-2 at the top of the rotation. Lynn is also on a bargain deal. Makes $9.3 million in 2021, and he'll be a free agent next winter. Now heading to Texas, Dane Dunning is a 25-year-old who made his first seven major league starts in 2020. He was reasonably effective. 3.97 ERA, 1.12 whip, 3.99 fielding independent pitching, and 9.3 strikeouts per nine. Word to the wise, though. Watch Dunning had a 239 batting average on balls in play, so there's likely some regression coming in 2021. Nevertheless, he'll have a chance to be a rotation regular for the Rangers for a while. Weems is a 23-year-old lefty out of the University of Arizona. He's been dominant in 14 starts at rookie ball, 2.09 ERA, 1.04 whip, 11, 11 strikeouts per nine, but he's 23. It's kind of old for rookie ball. So we'll have to see what kind of a development plan is uh, in the cards for Weems as he moves forward starting in 2021. Um, but, you know, this is a, a bit of a roll of the dice uh, by the Rangers, hoping that uh, Dunning and or Weems uh, can give them some long-term value uh, for the, basically the ace of their staff. Now, the White Sox also brought right fielder Adam Eaton back into the fold, signing him as a free agent from the Washington Nationals. Eaton will take over in right field from Nomar Mazzara, who endured a miserable season in 2020. Now, Eaton, who played with the White Sox from 2014 through 2016, was an effective player from 2014 probably through 2019 over the that span, he had a 289 batting average, 790 OPS. He scored 447 runs and stole 74 bases. Basically a low-end fantasy starter, but useful enough. His 2019 season was the best of his career. And then he had an awful 2020. He hit 226 with a 669 OPS. So obviously the White Sox will hope for a return to previous form from Eaton. And there's at least some improvement likely to come because Eaton had a 260 batting average on balls in play, which isn't awful but it's low in general and way below Eaton's career mark of 332. 
With some better luck on balls in play, Eaton can probably be a viable fantasy contributor in 2020. The benefit for the White Sox is bidding for Eaton when he had a down season. That the price is very reasonable. One year, $7 million. If you can get uh, an everyday right fielder for $7 million on the free agent market, that's not that bad. So you can see here, uh, the Chicago White Sox are loading up. Now coming up next, the Royals and Giants have some free agent additions as well. And farewell to a legend who should be a Hall of Famer. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. So, also in the American League Central, after we covered the White Sox in the first half of this, the Kansas City Royals signed veteran first baseman Carlos Santana to a two-year, $17 million deal. Santana's coming off a poor season in 2020 when he hit a career-low 199 with a 212 batting average on balls in play. He's had seven seasons with more than 20 home runs, hitting a career-high 34 in both 2019 and 2016. He's always been disciplined at the plate, so his on-base percentage tends to be much better in relative terms compared to his batting average. He's a 241 career hitter, which is below average, really, and 363 career on-base percentage, which is quite good. So, you know, Santana is one of these players who ends up having more value in, in real baseball than he does in fantasy, typically, uh, unless your league counts on base percentage. So Santana's fine. And, you know, maybe the 34-year-old is not the most inspired choice for a rebuilding Royals team, but he's better than Hunter Dozier and Ryan O'Hearn, who handled uh, first base for the Royals in 2020. Uh, Dozier could slide back over to third base uh, as they the Royals didn't tender a contract offer to Michael Franco. So, um, you know, th- this is probably a net gain overall uh, for Kansas City. And, you know, overall for fantasy owners, Santana is a possible corner infield option in 2021. His value uh, will be heavily dependent on his batting average because you know there's going to be some power uh, and he plays enough that he can accumulate runs and RBIs. But uh, the question is whether you get uh, 2019 when he hit 281 or you get 2020 uh, when he hit 199. San Francisco Giants signed relief pitcher Matt Whistler. We had a breakthrough season in 2020. He had a 1.07 ERA, 1.14 whip, along with 12.4 strikeouts per nine. But he also stranded 99.3% of his base runners, which is obviously absurd. Uh, Whistler's career strand rate, even after that 2020 boost, is still 70.8%. So uh, don't, don't think he found some secret uh, to leaving runners on base. That was uh, the statistical fluke that you get out of a year that had 25 innings pitched. Uh, and so maybe the most fascinating thing about Whistler, he throws predominantly sliders. Not like that's what he throws most after his fastball. His primary pitch is a slider. So according to fan graphs, Whistler threw sliders on more than 83% of his pitches in 2020. It's just sort of been steadily moving in that direction uh, as his career has gone on. And now it, it's fully taken over that the slider is Whistler's uh, number one pitch. So He's also probably likely to have regression coming in 2021. But is it worth, you know, putting him in a swing role uh, for the Giants where he can do some middle relief, uh, be an opener if you need one uh, at for a one-year $1.1 million, uh, $1.15 million contract? Yeah, that's probably a worthwhile uh, gamble uh, for San Francisco and, uh, you know, good on Whistler to, to capitalize uh, on his breakout season. So now a farewell. Uh, to legendary slugger Dick Allen, who died Monday at age 78. 
Uh, Alan was a little before my time. His last season was 1977. It was really a couple of years before I really started following baseball. So I really didn't appreciate his value until I started digging into his numbers. Even uh, in the summer when I had the longest uh, baseball preview known to man uh, as the season got delayed. And so I did a series on the best fantasy seasons in history. Uh, and it started to really put into context the outstanding numbers that uh, Dick Allen had when he was at his very best, because he, he was involved in a few of those uh, best fantasy seasons in history. And so uh, he was the National League Rookie of the Year with the Philadelphia Phillies in 1964. He was the American League MVP with the Chicago White Sox in 1972. He had six seasons with more than 30 home runs, led his league in OPS four times, had an OPS over 1,000 three times in his career, Allen hit 292 with a 912 OPS, including a 378 on base percentage. His peak was surely Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe his career didn't run as long as some of the others. Uh, and, and that kind of prevented him from putting up uh, the counting stats, uh, as it were. Uh, but he also came within one vote of the Golden Era Committee in 2014. And so he, he's close. And consider, you know, Allen's prickly relationship with the media of his day. And, you know, at least that had to be done at least in part um, because there just weren't a lot of black stars in the game. And so if, if you know, Dick Allen was going to be a little bit difficult, they, they would make things just as difficult on him. And um, I think he probably should be cut some slack. And I think, you know, people looking back historically are willing to do that. But I think uh, in the time... Uh, you know, you, you can look at uh, the way that was handled and, and it probably wasn't something that, uh, you know, reporters should be particularly proud of. And you know what? You should also consider that Allen put up these massive numbers at a time when pitching was running roughshod over baseball. And so, you know, anyway, there may become a day in, in which uh, a plaque hangs for Dick Allen in Cooperstown. And it's a shame now that he won't be around to see it. That will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats for off-season prep and hopefully more deals to analyze. Now, look, I've been doing these off-season pods for, uh, for quite a while now, and you can go back and you can bang them out because they're quick. I listen to my podcasts at double time so I can get through these in like seven, eight minutes, and they're pretty much evergreen. Nothing that has happened since the season ended has really changed the content here of the statistics uh, we're using to analyze these players. So if you've missed a few, circle back. Uh, bang some out, and uh, you know there will be analysis there that you can use. So find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.